yeah, they taught us how to dance. Okay, great. They did, taught us yeah. nothing about so much more opening a business, about running a dance com company, about being a good human or being a good person or how to do marriage, how to do life. Like no one in the dance community taught us that. Hey guys, and welcome to the Vision Explained podcast. Follow me as I document my journey of self-development and get to speak to different people and professionals from all backgrounds and pick their brains on topics such as mindset, business, relationships, and all things self-development. I hope you learned something new today and let's get to it. How do you find like the, the differences, you know, between Vancouver and Quebec? I think the biggest things are just the language for mm -hmm. us. We were surprised that, yeah, everyone speaks French. Yeah. It's not English. Just pull the mic to you so I can... There you go. Yeah, to be completely honest, I feel like Quebec's like its own country, or it mm. feels very separated from the rest of Canada. Um, not not to say that's a bad thing, but that's just kind of our, like, just even the music, the television, um, a lot of things we've never even heard of before. So that's been super unique. Um, I do, yeah, I think each kind of city that we've been to in Canada, everyone, or every city has something kind of unique that we kind of enjoy while we're in those cities like Toronto. Food in Toronto is crazy. Mm. You just feel like it's just a cultural hub. Um, you get to kind of experience so much. Um, and then, yeah, like Vancouver, obviously, where we're from, that's like probably our favorite place to be. <laughs> um, Montreal, beautiful, like Edmonton, Winnipeg. Um, Saskatchewan, haven't really spent too much time over there. I've had family there, but other than that, we haven't spent a ton of time there. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just cool seeing, like, Canada's so big compared to, obviously, a lot of other countries mm -hmm. in Europe, in Asia. Um, so it's very, yeah, it's very wide, and we don't have a ton of people. Um, in Canada? Yeah, 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 like our whole population. Really? Yeah, our, the population of Canada, I remember reading a stat, it's the same population as uh, California. California. Yeah. Just California. Yeah, just California. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, and we're spread out after, over this whole massive continent, so... Um, yeah, I think it's just cool to be able to go and see different communities and different people, chat with them, and get to know them a little better. Yeah, I'm listening. So yeah. Tight. So you talked about like the you know the music is different and everything. Have you guys ever listened to any like Quebec artists at all? Like I know like uh, for example, Chris Martin tends to choreograph a lot on like French music, yeah. and I had asked him, and he's just like, I don't understand it at all. So it's like a different wave of inspiration. Totally. You know, is that something that you guys have ever done? Like maybe choreograph to a song that's that you don't understand, like in a different language. Mm. No, not really. I, for me, I love wordplay or like mm. I love connecting to the lyrics. So it's really hard if I don't understand it. But even watching like some of the tech showcases last night, I was like, this is so sick. I wish that we knew. And if it's a Canadian artist, yeah, I wish we knew them. Okay. So yeah, it's so interesting that we don't know many Quebec artists, but. Yeah, I remember growing up in high school because I was in French immersion. So we were exposed to like and the teachers tried to be cool so instead of just like listening to like normal french music um they like introduced us to like french rap oh sick so that was kind of cool to get a little exposure there but that was mainly from like france okay um okay not really from quebec so that was that would probably be my oh what was his name lafouine i think that was the rap artist that we Fouki? listened to oh, i wish i remember the name i also have the memory of a goldfish so <laughs> um yeah but um it would be yeah would, I, i'm open to yeah. choreographing to um sometimes even 
rap in English I don't quite understand. <laughs> like they speak so fast that like I have to look up on Genius oh the God. lyrics just to understand what they're saying sometimes. So. Yeah, because I think it could be a cool like different wave of inspiration. Totally. And like, you know, like on that note, is there something that you guys do to stay inspired? Because I'd feel like, you know, after you choreograph so many pieces at one point, it's like, you know, what's next? How do you elevate your career as like a creative? Mm -hmm. Is there something that like, I don't know, maybe you pull from like movies or like something else in that regard? Hmm. I know recently I went to just my friends, a friend of a friend. She had like a music show and she's a singer. And I was just so inspired that night. I remember just watching live music and like I didn't mean to go be like, OK, I'm going to go so I can get inspired <laughs> to create a piece or anything. But just seeing other people who are passionate about their art and like just so good at what they do inspires me. So mm. I'm trying to make time to yeah do other things than dance, I think, because we've been doing it for so long. Mm. Um, like I remember when I was 18, 19, first choreographing, I can make a piece in like 30 minutes. and It would be so good. I'm like, oh, I'm great. Now it <laughs> takes me days. Oh, or yeah. Take, just takes a long time to like, yeah, I guess find what's not inspires you but like yeah what the next step is or what piece you want to do mm -hmm. even all the songs like i feel like i love 90s 2000s but that was an era like <laughs> you can't create you can't stay exactly. there forever yeah. so that's always hard trying to mm. yeah find music or find things that i like choreographing to do you feel like it takes you a while just because you want to make it so perfect or just because it takes maybe a longer time to think of the moves that come yeah. in the right sequence or yeah i think i think both because we've been doing it for a while too um finding ways to keep it fresh or i think for me what's helped is okay how can i give back to our students in the studio like so mm. maybe i'll work with them on a piece instead of just being like okay i have to make a piece and okay. make it good it's like okay how can i make it a bigger deal maybe mm -hmm. or give give more purpose or intention to it i think that's that's what's been helping but nice. also makes it a little harder sometimes nice and do you feel like the you know like you i know you guys have your your own studio and you're kind of raising like this new generation there do you feel like at any point you'll have them you know maybe take over certain aspects of like more choreography based stuff since i we can't choreograph forever right at one point are you like i'll like pass on the stick or like um you know kind of create a new chapter in that that aspect yeah, I think we kind of already are. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think our first year... Well, I'm, I like to say Studio North kind of started like 10 years ago when we started Brotherhood and Style and Grace. Because mm. that was kind of the... That was the beginning of us kind of creating comp a company. We both created our own companies individually um, where we were just investing into the next generation because all of Brotherhood mm. is younger than me. All Style and Grace is younger than a common. <laughs> so we were already kind of looking at, oh, this is the next generation um, it'd be cool to work with them and kind of invest and pour into them. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we're all re we're continuing to do with Studio North just in a more of official way. But I like to think we kind of started that back then. Um, and then in that process now with the studio, like to be honest, even with Brotherhood and Style and Grace, we were choreographing maybe for the first couple of years. And then we started being like, oh, you guys are so good. You guys need to start <laughs> choreographing too. So already by year five or year six in our individual groups, um, like, they were choreographing wow. for our sets already. So then when we opened the studio, it was all, it was instant. It was just like, okay, you're choreographing this group. You're going to choreograph for this group. You're going to teach this class. Cause there was only two of us. We couldn't teach every mm -hmm. single class. So, um, as soon as we opened, honestly, it was, we were already delegating and saying like, okay, you guys, 
teach and you guys direct all these teams because we clearly can't do it all. Mm. Um, so that's all. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of already been happening for us. And to the point where like even last year, we were barely obviously just going through COVID and all the lockdowns. We weren't even really teaching that much. I could just speak for myself. You still were. But I kind of like took a behind the scenes mm-hmm. approach just to like make sure that we were still afloat and, and getting through. And in that time, like, yeah, I think I taught three times in 2022. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm not saying it was good, but it just showed like I'm not really needed. Like I don't need to be <laughs> teaching or choreographing. Like it's it's it, it's working on its own, which is really awesome to see. Mm. But now it's nice getting back in 2023 to start teaching again. Nice. Enjoying that. So it's been 10 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Time time flies super fast. So, you know, as like, um, you know, leaders or like directors of certain teams, how was that in the beginning or like still today when you guys were doing like specific comps and like managing all these different people and like different characters and emotions and like, you know, because I also direct like certain teams and sometimes it could be a headache, you know, people, different people have different needs. Some people want in, some people want out. You know, how do you maintain like a kind of order in like your rehearsal schedule in, you know, just um, heads budding sometimes? Is that ever an issue at all in like uh, the last 10 years? <laughs> For Style and Grace, we've been really blessed. I think we've never really had drama or issues, especially as an all-female group. Like, mm. you'd think, like, maybe there'd be something, but no, they've been, like, a dream to work with. Amazing. And I feel like when we started our groups, I know for me, I just, we were super young, so I, I'm just so surprised we're still together and, like, um, that they trusted me and whoever my co-directors were at the time. Um, because yeah we were just young kids just trying to figure it out or we were asked to do a job and it it wasn't till maybe a few years later we like kind of found our purpose or like what we wanted to do as a crew like all together Um, but yeah like you said planning ahead that was something that we just started I feel (laughs) a few years ago or having like a creative team and um, so when I first started Style and Grace I wasn't dancing with them I was more of the director and then um Maybe five years in is when I started dancing with them. So it's cool to be able to work with them and have like a creative team and have people help and make it more of like, okay, it's our crew. It's mm-hmm. not just me and um, a director. So I think just the way it's evolved over the years has been really cool to see. And yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the same thing with Brotherhood. <laughs> like the exact same thing with five years in. Uh, started dancing with them before that very much just was directing because they were yeah like 16 and at the time I was like 19 yeah so like this I'm not gonna like that's just weird or it just felt like (laughs) I shouldn't be dancing with you guys but now I'm like holy smokes you guys are like absolutely out dancing me um so yeah five years into it we started dancing together so that was really cool Mm. um as far as brotherhood goes man they're just like unreal guys I think yeah super super blessed super lucky to have had just a good group from the very beginning which I think is not common Mm. like that's just not and i think we appreciate that now looking back of being like wow that was actually pretty pretty rare yeah wow um and i think what helps is i think yeah from my experience i think what helps is having especially with a bunch of group of guys like um what i've learned is we me i can maybe only speak on behalf of myself um i need something to work towards or i need like a goal or Mm. a vision and if i don't I'll tend to like turn that focus either internally or on, onto other people. Mm. Um, and so Just like that. we're always, I'm, we're, I'm always fighting. Like we're, we're, you're, you're fighting in the, not in the, not in a negative or like a 
combative way, but like you're always working towards something. There's always like a fight for something. And if that's not clearly stated, then that can easily, that focus can easily turn to your own people or your friends or your parents or yourself Mm -hmm. and you beat yourself up. And I think from the very beginning, we had a goal and in the very beginning it was like HHI. Like we just want to go and I just want to qualify, I want to get brotherhood to qualify for HHI. And then that turned into Oh, like our first HHI we won. So then it's like, okay, great. That was wild. (laughs) And then the next goal was like, well, let's go back and try to win again. Mm. And after that, it was, okay, well, let's go down to the States. Let's try the um, vibe and the body rocks and and the arenas. And so always kind of shifting. Like once you you set a goal and then once you reach it, um, you celebrate it. But then you're already thinking, okay, what's What's next? next? And I think if you don't and if you just sit in that... um, complacency or sit sit in celebration mode for too long i think that's where kind of conflict can arise Mm. just naturally we we would just naturally we're looking to fight for something we're looking to work towards something so i think that's something that helped us um as a crew over the past 10 years it's Mm. just having something to to look forward to to work towards and 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 making sure that that vision is the the vision is the (laughs) is like the four like that's at the forefront of our minds and that's what we're working towards and we all know it. and and then naturally people that don't fall into that vision will just kind of fade out yeah because they don't they're not on the bus like mm. everyone on the bus is like we're going this direction and then if somebody's like yeah but i'm just like not really into that it's like that's cool just naturally you'll you'll just like go find another mm-hmm. path and so that kind of happened a couple times with um with brotherhood and i think it was just natural and it, it wasn't we didn't really have a lot of those kind of situations mm. where it was super combative so how important would you say that you know like everybody that's in your circle kind of has the same similar goal you know in that regard because then if you have different people with different goals all together mm-hmm. do you feel like that will maybe negatively negatively impact the end result yeah my first thought is yes that it is important that everyone has the same goal but then just from my experience thinking with the boys like I think for some of them, they definitely were bought into like, okay, we want to win this competition. And then I think for some of the other guys, they were like, honestly, I just love being a part of the group. Like, mm. I just love the boys. I love practicing. I love being The process. Their... Yeah. So I don't know if everyone has to be like bought into the... I do believe everyone has to be bought into the vision for sure. But like, does that need to be everyone's like ultimate passion in life? I don't know. Because there was a lot of guys where they were pursuing other passions at the same time, but they saw value in the process and wow. in like the in the in in that like the path that we were taking um so yeah i do think like there needs to be a respect for the vision there needs to be a um an understanding that this is where we're going but like yeah i didn't expect all the boys to be like i want to be a dancer Mm, you know that makes sense they all had their own jobs or they were in school and they were pursuing other things so as long yeah i think just finding that balance nice so you know with like all the competitions that you guys did in like one and congratulations for it's insane <laughs> I, I remember watching those and being super inspired personally and what do you feel like that had um an impact on your personal career you know do you feel like that assisted you guys both do you feel like um your personal careers grow grew before that or that helped it in any kind of way <laughs> <laughs> You're the one with all the first place. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for, I, I mean, for both of us, we started Brotherhood and Stalin Grace when we were also, we had been, I mean, we grew up in the Vancouver dance community since we were, I mean, you were dancing since you were what age? Nine, eight? 
like hip hop specifically, I was maybe 10 or 11. And then I was about like 13, 14. Cool. Um, so I feel like when we started our teams, that was kind of when we were also starting. It was, for me, it was, it was, it was at the same time, like brotherhood, my personal growth. I was like just trying out so much stuff with them and I had some horrible ideas. <laughs> I, this, I really thought this tectonic thing was gonna take oh, off. Oh, that era. Yo, and I legit thought it was gonna pop. Like, I don't know why, I, I just, it was a bad idea. Anyways, and I was convinced <laughs> and I told the boys and it never ended up popping and they still make fun of me to this day. But um, I was, yeah, I think I was still growing in that. While, while I was creating Brotherhood, I was still growing at the same time. And then, and then our success, basically brotherhood success, and I think my personal career success was happening at the same time. Okay. So I contribute almost all of my success to brotherhood success at the same time. Nice. So like we were, I was while I was like choreographing for brotherhood and they were winning HHI, I was also starting to put out YouTube videos mm. back in the YouTube era, mm -hmm. um, and like showcasing my choreography at the same time. And so when brotherhood did well it was like oh okay scott's in he, he's associated with brotherhood okay and then when scott did well they're like oh what, what's he known from and then people say brotherhood so it's mm. it was like a kind of like a building on nice um so one yeah. thing helped the other a hundred percent like i remember i think it was <laughs> 2014 or 2015 hhi i don't think i could actually be there because i was at udc at the exact same time mm -hmm. and um that was yeah, that was just an example of like they we were both at like the we were doing like the, the, the kind of the top in our fields like they were competing out international competition and then i was at an international camp and it was like that wow. struggle and that balance um which is when we started re realizing like we need to delegate we need to start passing a lot of this stuff on to mm. um at the time it was adrian um i just saw you know this guy's got mad potential and he's so good um and so he basically came on as a co-director and then he started taking on a lot of brotherhood's okay. responsibility because i couldn't be there all the time um so i would say for me and brotherhood it kind of happened yeah same time and i feel like i mean you've just always been killing it but i also feel that's <laughs> been your experience as well yeah. with style of grace it helps contribute mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and do you feel you know as the success came in both regards did you start to feel any kind of like internal pressure to perform you know, like, I feel like at one point, like, as you win first places, as, like, your career starts to grow, is there any kind of, like, external pressure or expectation of you that starts to maybe take over? Or are you just hard shell, doesn't phase? No. <laughs> no. Definitely feel the pressure. Feel the pressure yeah. yeah. I would say more so, honestly, when the studio opened, I feel like we had maybe more eyes on us mm. because we were a full-on business then. With the with our teams, it was like they maybe people saw it more of oh that's like their passion project or that's their crew, but when money's involved, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's when we it's a lot more official. Yeah, or just more more eyes. Um, yeah, that was for me personally. Mm -hmm. And then going back to what we were talking about before with yeah choreographing or teaching, that pressure also comes on as like okay now I'm the owner of mm -hmm. the studio. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a a daily battle in your mind to just be like okay no <laughs> like you have to be like yes i'm the owner but i'm also an artist i'm also a teacher i have all these other things to offer it's not mm -hmm. yeah and do you do that you know do you feel that same pressure whenever you're taking class because i feel like you know something that you know we preach is that you just have to make mistakes or you won't grow you know mm -hmm. like it's like failure helps you grow 
And I feel like sometimes, you know, maybe being at a certain position in your career and being in a class and having these eyeballs in there, they're like, okay, this, this person is in class. Like, they're about to kill it for sure. You know, like, does that ever, you know, hit yeah. you in a certain way? <laughs> yeah. For sure, all oh, the Lord. time. I think because we take class mostly at the studio, too. Another thing is I call it owner's brain. Like, anytime I see, oh, there's a light that's not working. Oh, that fan's <laughs> supposed to be on. Oh, there's someone driving by really loud. What's going on? Like, I having to train my brain to turn all that off. and just be like, nope, you're a student. You have to focus on that's class. That's interesting. Um, it's so, yeah, it's so hard. I have to, like, be mentally prepared to just focus on class when I go into <laughs> Totally. Um, go into take and it, it's gotten better for sure mm-hmm. yeah I think in the beginning I was like oh my gosh squirrel <laughs> 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 but yeah yeah it's, it's, it's exactly what you that said makes like, sense. have to practice what we preach like okay I gotta train I gotta set an example for everyone like it's okay if I make a mistake because I'm telling them it's okay if you make a mistake that's what class is for so yeah nice. I also think there's for teachers as well I think there also needs to be an understanding like once once you start teaching a lot of your energy time resources goes into teaching and not as much into class taking Mm. so there will be a period where you're not the best class taker anymore because you're not practicing it as much as you used to like i remember i used to like every class (laughs) i took i was like try that was my that's just, that was just my world was every class I took. I was like, that's, that's the only thing that I'm thinking about. And that's almost my identity was like, mm-hmm. I'm a dancer and I'm going to take, and I'm going to try to kill this class. And then when you start to teach now, not all of your energy is going into learning per se, but now it's also going into creating and teaching. And so in that sense, I think you kind of have to give yourself a little bit of grace to know like, Hey, it's okay if you mess up, like, it's okay if you, forget the move it's okay if you make a big mistake in front of everyone um you're not doing it as much as you used to mm. and and then like we look in class and there's some people in there that are just absolutely <laughs> smashing or they're, they're and everyone's so different like everyone has so many different strengths like some people can execute some people can learn choreography so fast some people can do both miraculously um <laughs> but just understanding and kind of remembering like what your strengths are and not beating yourself up if you kind of mess up here they're like for me personally to be completely honest i've always been horrible at remembering just in life (laughs) but in like choreography too like i had a really hard time when i was traveling internationally and learning from all these amazing teachers i had this pressure of yo i'm teaching i'm a a teacher Mm. i'm gonna take this person's class and i'm in keone's class i'm in chris martin's class i'm in whoever's class it is and there's this pressure at the end of class to be like oh let's watch the teachers do it and for me, I just kept beating myself up because I'm like, I keep forgetting the choreo. Like the choreo that I remember, I love it and I'm killing it. But the but there's times where I just absolutely blank. And I was also really young at the time. Um, so that, and to this day, I think that's my, the hardest part for me is remembering. It's not so much executing. Um, but I think that goes back to, again, what I said before, just giving a little bit of grace to yourself and knowing mm-hmm. like, it's okay. There are going to be people in class that are probably going to out, like me as a teacher and choreographer, we've been doing this for a while. There's going to be kids out there that are just absolutely crazy and will outperform me and that's that's okay and not making it feel like it's a competition in class and just being Mm -hmm. okay with hey that's their journey right now they're absolutely smashing it but also appreciating your journey and knowing like well look where i am now and like look what i've achieved Mm. and look what i'm working towards and being okay with or being proud of that at the same time as messing up in class 
But that's so hard because <laughs> I, yeah, I do that to myself every single class. I feel that external pressure. That makes sense. Well, there's kids these days that are 11, 12 years old that are just yeah. <laughs> as good as, you know, yeah. like at 20. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I feel like it helps that there's so much opportunity. And, you know, like as we learn from um, our mentors' mistakes, and then therefore the younger ones learn from our mistakes. And I feel like it's just people just get better so much earlier. Yes. You know, it just makes so much sense. So, you know, for you guys, you guys, at what point did you realize like, okay, it's it's time for us to open a studio? Is that something that was on your mind for a while? Or you just saw something and you're like, oh, I think this would be cool. Did one of you guys have the idea? Did you both? <laughs> <laughs> the look. <laughs> um, when did we know? So, okay, I will, I'll let you speak to that. I'll, the, the preface <laughs> was um, before the studio, this was 2018 probably, because um, I had my old one visa, so I was able to work in the States um, as a choreographer, which was really rare. So anyone in Canada knows how hard, that's trying to work in the States, knows how hard to get their old one. So, <laughs> excuse me. I got my old one, and I just felt like I wasn't really using it as much, so... Okay we talked about moving to LA because that was kind of the dream and saying like, let's go down to LA. Like I was already talking to Sean Evaristo at the time. Um, I'm going to get a class set up at ML was also going to get teaching at EXPG. Carmen was going to wow. be also coming down and like pursuing the dream of being a dancer in LA and like teaching and choreographing as well. And so that was the dream. And we like, we started like looking at places like to rent, like wow. Sean started sending us, um, like places at like Silver Lake or like he had recommendations of where we should be living. And so we were like taking that pretty seriously. Um, and then I don't know. I don't know if it was just like a whisper mm -hmm. or if it was just like a, a tugging on our heartstring. Um, but we just felt like or like there's this voice that basically said like or you could stay and you could build. Mm. And that I think was the first realization mm -hmm. of like hey maybe we should stay maybe we should build and maybe it's the dream to go to LA and it's the dream to chase your passion and and be in Hollywood and do all those things um and honestly with the 01 too it was the door was open yeah um so yeah that was it was a weird or that was just like an odd thing to have happened and I'm glad we listened to that mm -hmm. um and then we decided, okay, yeah, let's stay and let's build. So then that's when we decided to look, start looking for spaces because at the time we had felt there was a need like for both Style and Grace and for Brotherhood. Um, we were renting at that time, we were renting out of this like uh, technical little dance studio, like that after they closed, like, so they were operating like ballet, jazz tap. And then at like 10 PM they closed. And then that's when we would go in. After 10 p.m. After 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. and then we would use it from like 10 p.m. to like 2 a.m. Oh my like god! Every night, all your rehearsals. Yeah. Yeah, from 20. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I forget what the years were, but um, <laughs> so that's kind of when we were like, you know what? It might be pretty, you know. And we were like getting success with our crews. We we're like, it's probably a good time to to open up a space. And we also just noticed in the Vancouver dance community there was um, there was just a need for like a hub for like a home for the community that was. Um, it sounds cheesy, but like built by dancers for dancers, mm -hmm. like that we understood as teachers, as dancers, as choreographers, we knew what we needed and we knew what was needed. Um, and not to say there weren't other studios in the city. There still are great studios in the city, but we just saw a need for our community and what mm -hmm. was needed. Yeah. Um, and so that's 
kind of how it got started. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was I going to say? <clears throat> um, oh, I think at the time our only pushback was, oh, really? Like, we're going to be studio owners? We're so young. Like, I think we were only, <laughs> we just got married, so we were 25, 26. And, I, you know, when you think of a studio, you think of a ballet studio, you think of the owner who's like a mom or she's older and... Um, yeah, and we were like, why would we open a studio? We're, we're so young. and But now looking back, I'm like, this is the best decision yeah. that we've ever made. Or I think it's cool that yeah, we took that myth out, I guess, that it's something you do when you're older or that idea. And yeah, so... Like when we were, we thought like, oh, we'll be studio. Like the plan yes. was originally Let's pursue, go to LA and then... yeah, pursue your dreams. <laughs> and then when you want to settle down and have a family at 40, yeah. that's when you open up a dance studio. Yeah. And so, and that's just the thought that we had. It was like, oh yeah, when you're 40, you have a dance studio. Wow. That's crazy how life works, eh? Yeah. yeah. Like you didn't expect it. And then to all of a sudden you're a studio owner and you guys love it. So that's amazing. You know, and I think that it's actually good that you did it younger because you, you also have a different view on things and like dancers are younger right so it's like your branding is beautiful like the way you go about things and i just think people resonate with that super well and it reads online it reads beautifully so i think it was a good decision (laughs) and um so like let's say when when you know certain problems arise in the business how do you guys feel how is it working together like with your spouse right i feel like that's like a completely different environment than like somebody just working with a a co-worker or Mm -hmm. somewhat like how do you guys go about things let's say when you maybe disagree about something that needs to be done in the studio do you just keep hitting on the idea until you find a solution does somebody have veto right you know how does that work (laughs) honestly we love working together (laughs) it's so funny like dancing together choreographing together we (laughs) (laughs) it's so tough that's why we only collab like once a year literally really yeah but working together like we I think, yeah, we ha- because we have the same vision and because I believe like our marriage has been so strong or like we built a really great foundation for it. Um, yeah, we're able to work together and yeah, I don't know. I think just <laughs> like, yeah, to your point, does anyone have veto power? No, like we're both, we're 50-50 in it. Nice. And we've never had, yeah, we've never had any crazy disagreements, and if any, or and it hasn't been really disagreements. It's just been different ideas, and then we just kind of like sit and think on them. And I think it's also because we're like we're best friends, so we like we yeah we just like love each other so much. Like it sounds so corny. And cheesy, no. but like, like if she brings something up, like it's at the point, and I'm like you know me, like I'm just like I'm opinionated and I have thoughts, and like I just like stick to those thoughts, but but like being like married to her like she's opening up like a new perspective uh, or she opens a new perspective to me and I respect her so much that like when she brings up something that I might not have thought of before maybe when I was younger I would have said like nope that's not nope this is the way but now it's like no like there's so much value like she has so many amazing and cool ideas um and just like her perspective I'm like I respect that so much that I stop and I'm like okay need to like Think about it before I say anything, before I react. Mm. Let me like actually like just like sit on it and think through it. And literally 99% of the time, it's just like, yeah, no, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Uh, and then the other 1%, I'm like, no, th- my idea is better. And then I change my mind later. So, um, yeah, it's funny choreographing together. I don't know why that's the hardest thing for us. 
<laughs> it is honestly so hard. I think it's just we when it's art, it's subjective. Okay. Right. Whereas like when it's business, yes, there's an art to it. There's we're creating absolutely, but there's just like some principles we can kind of stick to and follow. Mm. Then you, whereas like when you're dancing together and yeah. choreographing, there's and no. And there's principles. so many like factors like. <laughs> last time I was just in a mood and that, <laughs> like I even can re- like acknowledge that I was not <laughs> ready to choreograph and he wanted to start on a different count and I wanted to start on a different count oh, no. from the beginning and that was that was our that was so funny <laughs> she was so upset she said we cannot start on this count yeah, yeah. And I was like, Fine, we can start on this count you do it <laughs> but that never happens in work so no. it's really funny wow that's amazing that you guys like have such good like a great bond in that regard like do you have maybe any advice for anybody else who would, would want to do what you guys are doing in terms of, like you know working with their partner in like you know how important is communication you know between each other and there's, there's certain things that helps you along the way that you know, let's say maybe you learned in the process that five years ago you didn't know. You know, if you have to speak to, you know, Carmen and Scott five years ago, is there anything that you would say? I think, well, it's kind of a marriage thing too. But just remembering that you're on the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, like we went through a lot of stuff in the beginning. And I think that is also why we work so well together is because we were just thrown a lot. And we we're like, okay, we have to be strong together okay. or else this is going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like any conflict that comes up. It's like, okay, it's both of you against the problem. It's not you. Both are the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, we just learned that early on. And from that, we grew. So I think, yeah, maybe one thing is, yeah, just it's hard to go through things. But once you do, coming out of it on the other side is... Um, so rewarding and will make you both stronger for it it's just hard to see in the moment mm. so if i was talking to young scott and carmen pre-covid pre-studio pre pre-covid i would say just just stick it through just stick together yeah have faith and you got it it's gonna suck but <laughs> you'll be so much better oh, for it honestly every yeah everything we went through i'm glad we went th- to be honest i know it sounds so weird and so wrong to say but it's like i'm glad we made those mistakes i'm glad we experienced what we experienced as hard as it was um because now dude like everything's like a walk in the park like now (laughs) life is so easy like any anything that would have rocked someone um like honestly when even when like the lockdown came back and they're like hey you're you're you guys have to close for another month like we had we've been closed for like over a year like and then we got open again, and then they said, hey, you're going back into lockdown. We were kind of just like, okay, like, that's fine. We'll make it work. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, wow. we've done this before. And I think that's just the, that's the, our thought now. Like, anytime anything happens, it's just like, it's okay. We've done this before. Like, we'll figure it out. If we figured out all that stuff, we can figure this out. Yeah. And so You've having, been through the hardest stuff. Totally. So I think just like keeping that mentality, um, I think working, also working with your partner, I think what helped us and what continues to help us is we are such a good like um, match. Like we complement each other so well. So like my, I have certain strengths, (laughs) but I have a lot of weaknesses. And then she has strengths and she has areas where I can maybe speak to as well. Um, So like just some, like just some examples Mm -hmm. off the top, like um, I can, 
I'm really big on like vision. Like this is where we're going. Like this is where I see us going. Like, babe, this is going to be so sick. We should need to do this. And then her, she also has an ability to speak into that and say like, okay, um, but like you, you get these ideas often, um, like bring it back to the real world. Um, but I mean, that's one little sense, but I would say like, what's even something that's even more powerful, like her heart, like her, your heart, like just for people and the people in the business. Sometimes when you get so vision, when you get, so this is where we're going, this is where we're going. You kind of lose sight of, you don't lose sight, but you just forget that like, there's so many people where you are right now and mm. you need to like love on them and invest into them and be there for them. And I get caught up in, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. Let's do this. And then, and then I start going through like operations. Like this is how it can happen. This is how we can set in this system. That's going to work. This system, that's going to work. And then she's really good to like pull me back and be like, yeah, but like, what are we doing for our people right now? And like, mm. are they in a good place right now before we can go out and do these ideas? Um, and then 90% of the time I'm like, yep, nope, you're right. Like you need to, <laughs> just kidding. Like, let's put it on, let, let, let's put that like on a notepad and, and come back to that. So I think it's really important if we had, if we were both the same, yeah. that would, we would butt heads. Mm. So, and that's just any business. Yeah. Like, it's not just mm. a, it's not just a partnership, like, or sorry, not just like a, a marriage, just like anytime you're working with someone, if it's two of the same people, like you just look at, yeah, even like an artist and like a business person, like in that relationship. So it's like if somebody was like creating art and then there's they're in partnership with someone and then that person's job is to market the art and sell that art. Like mm. that makes sense. But if you have two artists building a business together, they're gonna butt heads. Mm. And then you have two business people in let's say the art realm and they're trying to create something, they're gonna butt heads. Mm. So, I mean, that's a simplified example, but I think it's just really important to work with and find people that compliment you um, and that, and. And, and where you lack or where you fall short, that's where they come in really handy. Mm. And then where they fall in short, you come in handy. So I would say that was like a big part of our continued success. And we both respect like what we're both good at and what we're both not good mm. at. And we just communicate. Communicate is huge. Communication is <laughs> Holy huge. Holy smokes. For like sure. just open communication. And like, and like I, don't, I forget who said it, but like waking up every morning and like looking over and just remembering like this person isn't out to get me. Mm. Like they're not... Whatever they say today, whatever they do today, whatever happens, at the end of the day, they're not out here trying to scheme, you know, like, and I, I think so often we forget that in life just because maybe we've been hurt in the past and we just think like these people are out to get us just remembering that like, yeah, your partner, the person that you're with, like no one's perfect. We're all going to make mistakes, but mm -hmm. just knowing that they're not, they're not like twiddling their mustache. Like, <laughs> how can I ruin his day? It's like, no, that's not, we're just humans. We're just like You're a team at the end of the day. Totally. Yeah. And we're going to make mistakes and we're going to fall short. But as long as we just have grace and, and room for that, I think it's, it, it can turn out to be pretty beautiful. Amazing. And do you, um, that's so cool. Do you, do you, have you heard of the five love languages? Yes. Holy smokes. We, yeah. That was like one of the first books we read when we got married. Really? Or not when we were doing premarital counseling. Yeah. We, that was one of our first Oh, books. you did premarital counseling yeah. to prepare yourself for marriage? Yeah. That's so smart. I feel like not a lot of people do that, you know? Dude, and I don't know. I mean, it, it was through our church. Um, they basically just paired us up with uh, um, like a, another couple um, that was like significantly... I should say old. They're going to get so <laughs> Wise. mad. Wise. Wise. Like 40, 50 years old. Knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah. And like, 
um, they were just able to speak into like, hey, these are like the things that are, you're probably going to get thrown at. So just like, mm-hmm. let's plan and kind of prepare for that. Um, and whether that's in a church, whether that's just like, I think there's so much um, importance in in just like learning from the older generation and like letting them speak into because we think we know everything. We got the internet, we got the iPhones, we got yeah. all technology, we got ChatGPT, like we got oh all these my things. God. And yet we forget, like yo, like our parents or 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 these yeah, just these other couples that have been through these storms and been through these seasons. There's so much to learn mm-hmm. from them, and so that was super helpful for us. And that book was super helpful for us. Yeah, what would you say you guys' love languages are? If you there's okay. uh, words of affirmation, physical touch, gifts, giving, receiving, quality time, and acts of service. Yeah, so Carmen's is for sure quality time and <laughs> gifts. Those are like her, but number one is quality time. Yes, yes, and yeah, I know gifts sounds like a little superficial, but for me it's like the thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I was thinking of you when I was at the grocery store and I saw your favorite chocolate, so I got it for you. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, those kind of things. It doesn't have to be a gift. It can be like... A love letter. Yeah. Can you write me a love letter? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Scots are um, words of affirmation and acts of service. Mm. Mm-hmm. So nobody's physical touch. We enjoy physical touch. I but think you're, like, you're a bit of everything at the end of the day. Yeah. But there's certain yeah. things that you prefer more than others. Yeah, or like we experience how you receive love. Mm-hmm. And like how you experience it like the most... Um, amazingnessly, I don't know if that's not the right term, but like how you experience love the most. Um, yeah, we, it's, yeah, like physical touch, we love holding hands, we love like in the movie theater, cuddling, whatever that is. That doesn't mean that's, no, we don't enjoy that, but it's yeah. like after a long day or like when you're at your absolute lowest point, what makes, like what fills my cup mm. and like her holding hand my hand, I'm like, eh, yeah, that's a, I like, I love that. <laughs> but like her be, her saying something like, hey, you're doing an amazing job, or you're, you're a good guy. That's just like, boom, <laughs> mind blowing. And I think it took us a while to yes. learn that like we experience love differently. And so I would like, I to show her my love for her, I would like- Give yeah, her what you need. Yeah. Totally, and then learning the hard way of being like, well, yeah. why did, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Why don't you feel loved? Well, yeah, there was like one, I remember this so distinct. It was like one of our first evenings together, I guess, married. It, like we just made dinner. So I was sitting on the couch. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to watch a movie. And then Scott was doing dishes and was taking forever. And I was like, we were just looking at each other like, come on, like what's, <laughs> what's going on? And then I was waiting for quality time and Scott was doing acts of service because he's like, come on, like we have to take care of our home or like it shows that like, yeah, you, you're not you love me because <laughs> of a certain way. But yeah, that act, it was just so funny because we were like, uh, what are you doing over there? <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> we got things to do. <laughs> totally. So nice. Yeah. And is there like, um, you know, I feel like you continuously learn about each other, you know, at all times. Is there something that like, you do that that keeps things like not that you guys have been like together for 40 years kind of thing but there's just i don't know like do you like explore a different date night every two weeks they're like things to kind of keep it you know fun and like not always like it can be very easy to fall into we have a studio we just work 24 7 now i need to choreograph now i need to do this and kind of like spending all your time together but not together you Mm -hmm. know like where it counts is there anything that you guys do to for the relationship 
or you can just love working together. That can <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's important. I think that's something Carmen's been really good at and intentional on like resting and taking time for us to get away, mm. um, which we I think we've been better at recently. Um, but it is, yeah, when you do work with your partner, it is very easy just to fall into the rhythm of we're just working. You're with each other. So then that's honestly, that's my, that's what I do. I'm just like, I love, I love working. I love my wife. So I'm just going to love working with my wife every day <laughs> and I'm happy. And that's, I don't need, I don't need a spa. I don't need anything like that. Um, but, but then I burn out. So that's, mm. that's not the right, that's definitely not the right answer. So, um, she's been more intentional on like just finding time for us to get away and just not think about work for a little bit. Cause then you can get more yeah. more ideas and you can mm -hmm. get i mean this perfect example <laughs> hilarious so we love whistler we love um it's just like a, a mountain um gorge mountain an hour and a half away from vancouver and that's kind of like our uh our getaway you get away yeah, yeah it's just like it's a quick we can get there in an hour and a little bit we stay there sometimes just for the day um they have this nice little kind of hydro spa that we do um or sometimes just in the village just ha to hang out and get away from everything and so there's one time we were there for, I think it was, it was one of the, another one of the problems that we went through and we we're like, okay, we just need a time to like go rest for a little bit. So we went up and then, um, uh, we were, I remember this vividly. We were at a hotel and we were at the pool and we were laying there and Carmen, uh, this was at, at the same time. Um, there was just stuff that was happening in the Toronto dance community. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, and then Carmen, she literally just said, I, I feel bad. Like, I wish there was something we could do for them. Um, and then we kind of looked at each other and we're just like, hmm. <laughs> and then she's like, and then she was like, yeah, like what if we opened a studio there? Because there was, we at that time, we just saw there was a need. Mm. There's so many amazing artists, so many choreographers, teachers, dancers in Toronto. Um, and at that time, they just didn't have like a, a safe and a hub for the mm -hmm. dancers, like a home. Um, and so without, but without that, time away and resting probably wouldn't have had that idea like we would have been just, just so head down in our own issues our own problems like what do we need to work on this week but in that like minute where we were away and that we were resting she just had this like epiphany of like hey you know maybe it's not always just about us and our problems but maybe mm -hmm. there's like other things out there and we can kind of help other people as well so that was like a perfect example of why rest is beneficial for in my eyes because yeah. I'm I'm a little special. Um, you have <laughs> no, to convince you're just very me. Logical. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say that's like kind of the overall mission of you know your, your studio North and everything, just to help provide for the community? Is that where you guys are heading with everything? Yeah, for sure. Like our goal isn't to open a studio everywhere in every city and take over. Like we we want to make the biggest impact or like help where we're needed if it's needed. Um, I think, yeah, that's the goal. I think our, like, just serve. Mm -hmm. I think that's our, kind of, our vision is just, like, serving. Like, serving the communities that need us, if they need us. Um, and if there's a need, then we can, and we have, I think that's just business, to be honest. That should be business. Yeah. It should be, there's a, there's a need, there's a want, there's a, there's something that's needed, and you have something that can fulfill that need. Mm -hmm. So, um for us, yeah, it's been dance communities. It's been dance communities that need uh, a home. They need a hub. They need a professional space um, 
that's a platform for like the artists themselves, but also like a state of the art facility, um, investing back into the community, investing back into like the dancers and the teachers, um, and using just like technology and using things that maybe haven't been used in the past, mm. um, and bringing like best business practices into like the arts and into the dance community. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we've been able to do pretty well. And um, there was a need in Vancouver. So we started in Vancouver. There was a need in Toronto. We went to Toronto. Um, but yeah, like Carmen said, we're not on this mission out to just like <laughs> global domination. Um, that would <laughs> make me want to puke just <laughs> Totally. But at, also at the same time, it's like we're also open to um, – and right now it's dance communities. Yeah. And right, like, and that's student, oh, that's cool. That's student North. Like, it is definitely is dance communities. It's it's dance studios. Um, where does that go in the future? No idea. I think we're still always passionate about dance and and the arts, and that's something that we've been involved in. Um, but where that, like, yeah, student student North's not going to turn into like a grocery store. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I mean, I would love a I, coffee shop. Like... <laughs> that could always be combined. I know. Totally. <laughs> she's like, I told you. Totally. Oh, she's been saying this for a while. And it's true. Like, there are certain things I think that could be, like, um, vertically integrated within our business. Mm. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, like, for right now, I think it's, it's dance communities. I think um, whether that's a physical location, whether that's, like, a tour, whether the, whatever that looks like, just, like, um, bringing the Studio North experience. And then when mm -hmm. people think of the Studio North store, because we also have, like, an online dance platform. Mm -hmm. So that's not really a physical studio, but it's still dance and it's still bringing the Studio North experience, which is like um, high quality, professional um, dancing um, and bringing that to people that are looking for that mm -hmm. um, and, and building a community around that. So I think that's our heart. That's our vision is, is just providing and serving in the best way we can. And because to be completely honest with you, like we're not opening studios so that we can go teach at those two like we didn't teach in toronto for a year right mm -hmm. we the first time we taught in toronto was at our one-year anniversary oh because wow we're like we don't we're not opening the studio for us like we're opening the studio yes it's business of course yes there's yeah don't get me wrong there's definitely <laughs> biz there's reasons we'll open the studio but it's not for like our own i would say our own ego like mm -hmm. it's not just so that we can teach and we can influence more people with our teaching it's like no that's not it like for toronto there's so much talent in toronto it's insane yeah it's crazy um and there's so many amazing teachers so our heart really was and when we talked to like leaders in the community before we opened it was just hey guys this is our idea this is what we can provide but you you're the ones that if you you need to tell us if it's needed or not mm. um mm -hmm. because you're going to be the ones that are teaching every week mm -hmm. and you're going to be the ones that are um, leading this community. Yes, we're, we're, we're honored to be included in that and we love that. But at the end of the day, this is your community. It's not ours. Like mm. we're not trying to um, take it or own it by any means. We're just providing a space and then letting you kind of fill that space. Mm. Also with some like restrict or like giving some guidelines on mm. how we want to build and not just be like, well, whatever you want to do. Figure it's it out. <laughs> being like, no, like let's bring what we've learned in. Yeah. Um, but that's been something that I think has been that has kind of really worked okay. really well for us. Amazing. And how how do you how do you feel like um, learning from other people's mistakes helps you guys in the way that you know somebody learns from a mentor? You know, when you guys opened up your studio for the first time, did you maybe talk to studio owners before? You know, like do you have any mentors that you guys look up to that you know maybe helped you? Because I know a lot of people look up to you guys as mentors. So I'm just wanting to know who do you guys perhaps look up to? It was absolutely no one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can also learn from books and learn from yes, podcasts. Yes, yes, yes. 
Yeah, no, like I honestly, not to be, not, not to be uh, <laughs> harsh, but like no one, no one taught us how to open a studio. No mm. one taught us this is what you should do. No one, no one, like we learned it on our own straight up. Wow. Like from our own experience, we learned from what we experienced, um, what we wanted to see in a studio. Um, I mean, I went to business school, so I brought a little bit of that okay. into it, which kind of helped, but honestly, the best business education is just experience. Mm. So um, we just learned as we went and we made mistakes along the way and we learned from those and, and kept pushing forward. But yeah. um, And we had good people around us too, like like he was saying with Brotherhood and with Style and Grace. Yeah. They became like our sounding board, honestly, and. I'm really thankful for them, and um, yeah, some of them like work with us, like in a managerial role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, realizing that we can lean into them and not just each other, I think, was a huge weight that was lifted off nice. us. Mm -hmm. And like, even though yeah, maybe some of them were younger, like I would say, like yeah, they really helped us through or like inspired us, or um, yeah, we were able to work together. So I was really grateful for that. So how important is it to really have like a good team around you? Because you can't do everything just. Oh my gosh! It, both of you. Yeah. No, that it takes it takes a village. It takes a village. <laughs> Literally, it Honestly. takes a village. a baby, and we have two babies. <laughs> so, <laughs> takes two villages. It takes two villages. Yeah. So. And sorry, just to jump back to the the previous point, because um, I'm I'm pretty passionate about that. That's <laughs> I think that's why we're also trying to invest into and we're trying to mentor so many people. Um, <laughs> we're trying to mentor so many people um, that might be younger than us is because we didn't have that. Mm. no one from old, above our generation yeah they taught us how to dance okay great they did, taught us yeah. nothing about so much more opening a business about running a dance com company about being a good human or being a good person or how to do marriage how to do life like no one in the dance community taught us that and like I'm a little jaded like clearly <laughs> yeah. I'm a little like yo like why didn't you like you mm. had so many opportunities um and all you taught us was dance and dance moves and like I don't know I'm just like there's so much more than that and that's I think what we're passionate about and that's why like Carmen does so many mentorship programs like her whole thing is uh or her whole personal vision like you can speak to this for yourself but is to invest into like the next generation of women because mm. there is there isn't anyone that's doing that currently um, or has been doing it as good as Carmen can so um, we're very passionate about like investing into the next generation and building them up and like teaching them how to teach and teaching them how to lead and teaching them how to create and choreograph mm. but then also just like how to deal with success how to deal with criticism how to grow like how to do business what are things to avoid what are things to gravitate towards how to build a business like that's what we're passionate about because no one taught us mm. and i'm still like pointing my finger at that generation being like you could have like mm -hmm. you could have really invested you could have done that but you didn't um and so we just yeah i'm, I'm not giving credit to anyone other than god and um our like our hard work but also the people around us on yeah. the team. A thousand percent, we could have not done this on our own. That's beautiful. And we have so many good people around us. And we don't just say that. Like, we genuinely have amazing people on our teams, um, both in Vancouver and in Toronto. And we're, mm. and we're like, to be completely transparent and honest, we're still learning, like, how to grow those teams and how to, how to lead those teams. Um, 
and we're making yeah we're fumbling here and fumbling there and we're but we're making it work and we're growing in the process and we're just surrounded by such good people and i think the lesson we're learning is like hiring people um that are better at things than we are mm. um that's kind of this new a direction that we're going is like bringing on people and it's really cool to see but it's also a little scary to see people like yeah be able to do things better than we can yeah. um, and like letting go of like some control or um, things that maybe we do mm-hmm. and be like okay <laughs> you can do that or take over but 100%. yeah that's just something we have to work through personally yeah well I feel like also if you to grow the business at one point you need people that are better than you for sure. If you want to expand or even if you just want to take a step back, right? And it'll go grow exponentially faster yeah. at that rate. And I'm building on kind of what we said before about like complimenting, like in business, like um, bringing people on your team that are better at things that you like, or like that are good at things that you're horrible at. Mm. Like um, in business administration or like um, what's like a good example? Um, like bringing, like working with people that can compensate for where you lack mm-hmm. i think that's a huge yeah. that's a huge part where it's like kind of like going back to like okay yeah these are all the ideas but then having someone that's like okay i but i will be responsible for like executing this every month right um having people like that but it's it, i think it's hard for scott because he's amazing at everything <laughs> or he's <laughs> a type of person that will figure everything out mm. like for me if I can't do it within 10 minutes, I'm like, all right, well, that was a good try. <laughs> Scott's like, I'm going to figure it out until like it's, yeah. So, yeah. but that's how Studio North TV happened. That's how we built like studios on our own because Scott was like, I'm committed to figuring this out. I will make anything happen. So I'm really inspired by that. But for me, I'm like, um, how's that going to work? Or like, what do you mean you want to build a studio? <laughs> what do you mean you want to do everything on your own? Totally. And in terms of like, so in doing that, is there any sources that you learned from like YouTube? I'm sure YouTube, YouTube you learned an enormous learn amount anything, of stuff. Yeah. Is there any like books or like other courses that you've invested in that you're like, this is something that could help me or YouTube definitely 90%. Yeah. But... Yeah, YouTube tutorials for building studios. Uh, we were also like super blessed to have one of my buddies, Dal, his uncle, Uncle Jim. He's the people's <laughs> uncle. He, um, an amazing guy, um, and just like just cares so much for um, the next generation. Literally honest, doing yeah. exactly kind of what we're trying to do and pass that on. But he, um, with the studio builds, it wouldn't have been possible without him. He came mm-hmm. out, and my dad too. My dad was really helpful and like just so. Um, servant-hearted to like mm. help any way he could in vancouver and then he also came out and moved to friggin toronto with us for wow three three months. three months to build the studio out there with uncle jim like again could not have done it without without um, mm-hmm. them so we're super grateful and appreciative of them as far as the studio build out goes youtube for studio build outs that's been a big one um i think yeah like surrounding yourself with um um people I think like my mom always says you're the culmination of your three best friends mm. like, so um <clears throat> just who are you and that doesn't mean like oh we were only surrounding ourselves with like <laughs> business successful business people mm. that wasn't really it but like we were surrounding ourselves with like people with good character mm. and, like people with like good work ethic or people that are um that like care about the similar things that we care or have the same values so that was something that as well like surrounding yourself with people you want to become like mm-hmm. um 
so I, I i've heard that expression also you know like uh, surround yourself with you know uh, you're the average of the five people you hang around with um you know what would you say like where could you find people you know mm-hmm. i feel like it's it's it makes perfect sense but i feel like sometimes you're you're like okay but where where can i find these people that are like-minded like me where do i meet them like at a similar space do i meet them online because now there is that whole aspect is there anything that you can speak to that will help somebody meet someone that has the same values and vision as they do it's a great yeah that's a hard question um, well in i think in 2020 i joined um like a mastermind group it mm. was a like a female entrepreneur group which was really cool because i think yeah for me at the time I had a little imposter syndrome. I'm like, oh, Scott went to business school. I went to school for health sciences. Like, what am I doing? (laughs) Like, I know I have the right heart, but um, yeah, it was really cool to just listen to their stories as well and their struggles and be like, okay, that's exactly what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like online communities like that kind of help. And it's funny, one of the main, um, the person who runs it, her (coughs) name's Danielle. She's the sweetest, amazing person. But she went to school with Scott. So that was a cool connection. So I think um, maybe, yeah, mentorship-wise, I've just been like looking at other females in the entrepreneurial world. And so maybe it's not dance specifically, but Mm -hmm. it's something like, oh, they're also doing like big things like this really cool. So yeah, just maybe looking to someone that you want to aspire to be like and especially for me as like a woman of color like seeing other women of color doing um yeah like passion or not passion project but like things in the arts i think Mm. has been really cool for me to see i think and that was something that was pretty eye-opening to me was carmen told me like i don't really know of or i'm not i i don't have um like where representation really came in. Hmm. So for her, she was like, I would love to see more Filipina business owners that I could like look up to and like meet with. Hmm. And then I like, for me, like, yeah, there's a bunch of white guys owning (laughs) businesses. And, and that was like a clear example of like, holy smokes, like this is why it's so important. This is why representation matters is for people that have someone to like look up to and like to reach out to and connect with. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, there, I'm not saying there aren't any. There definitely are, but it's to definitely not as many as like old white dudes. Yeah, that's absolutely. So that was like really eye opening, and why I'm like so like Team Carmen and like want to push for her is because now she, as a business owner, can now do now other Filipina women in the community, or even just like and it doesn't matter who, just like other Filipinas and Filipinos can look up to Carmen and say like, oh, it's po- it's totally possible. I can own my own mm. business. Look at Carmen did it. And then come to her and ask her like, how did you do it? Mm. And she can invest into them, which I think is so freaking cool. Um, for me, um, I think it would be like, one of my best buds, Dev. I'm just trying to remember how we even got connected because we've only been connected for a bit. And mm-hmm. I think it was, I think he just, like just paying attention when people reach out and put a little more effort mm. into into you or like they they reach out and they yeah they want to connect and it's so easy to kind of just brush people off and be like well I don't know I don't know I've got my circle of friends or like I know these people I, I like you don't want to extend 20, your circle I'm 25 yeah. I'm 26 do I really need another friend right mm. now and yo that's the yeah that's the worst mentality to have like 
um, yes, protect yourself, protect your energy. But when you start to notice, even just like one person be like, hey, you want to go out for coffee? Do you want to just go grab food? Or you want to, um, or they might just take an interest and you just have no idea where those relationships can go. Wow. So I would say just being very aware of your surroundings, being very aware of people and their energy and how they invest into you or how they like talk to you. And if there's people that are like really intentional and like authentically, mm-hmm. not like, hey, I can get something out of you. Yes. And you can feel that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But someone that's genuine, like, no, like I'm really interested in in what you're doing and, and I just want to connect. I think that so so much of that mentorship can come out of just like yeah, connecting with people, networking, but finding people that it's not like ne- it's not networking in the sense of hey, what can you do for me? Mm. But it's just networking in the sense of hey, it's just let's just go and connect with other people that are like like minded, and then you're gonna find like all you really need is two, one or two people that you just yeah. click with, mm. yeah. and that's on the same wavelength as you that has the same mindset and you're you're good you're set mm. you don't need this like massive conglomerate of like fifth 500 people that yeah. all invest into you you really only need like one well so going off of that how do you do you find it's important to be able to say like oh this person is my day one that i've known for so long or are you okay with you know maybe different seasons in your life connecting with different people maybe some people fall out maybe you know like i feel like on this journey of like self-development which i'm sure you guys have commenced or have been on for a while like you know once you start to gain interest in different fields and maybe certain people don't have the same interest as you at one point are you like i have to hold on to this person you know because i met them you know so long ago and like they you know what i mean like at one point are you like okay well i'm okay if we go our separate ways or i'm okay if i change my circle of friends with people who are like-minded or or entrepreneurial or such is that something that you struggled with or that you're like very easy for you to to change over to i could speak to that for sure <laughs> i feel like it it's just how you look at it i think for me um at first i would see things as like oh we're falling out or we're not friends anymore but now looking back it's like okay yeah maybe that was a season i can still be so grateful for that friendship that time um But for me, I also do have a lot of people that like I grew up with that I'm still very close with. But I think it's that mutual understanding like, hey, we're in different places in our lives, but Mm. I will always love you. I am always here for you. Um, Maybe you don't hang out every day, but like, yeah, let's hang out once a month or like you just kind of find your rhythm with that group. But I don't know what book we were reading. It was something along the lines of like you can only be really close with like two or three people. And then out of that, there's like another circle that's like, okay, you're friends with them, but it's unrealistic to be with them every day or think about them every day. So it's like, okay, another layer of time that you have to give or energy. Mm. And I think that's okay as long as like you know that. Um, But yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's okay to have friends for a season. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if they're not maybe willing to understand where you are i think that's where the change kind of happens or what what happened for me Mm -hmm. yeah i think just letting yeah just let letting go of yeah kind of like what carmen said there's just there's seasons there's seasons for some people in your life and and then there's seasons where they're not going to be able to handle it and whether that's your success Mm. whether that's 
um, what you're focused on or where you put your time or your beliefs. Um, and it, at the end of the day, you kind of just need to, yeah, just go back to like your why. Go back to like, why are you doing this? What are you doing it for? And if they, if your friends can't understand that or they don't see that, um, then yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's tough, but you kind of, it's not your choice at that point. Mm. You're not making the choice. They're making the choice. It's their choice whether they don't want to talk to you anymore. It's their choice if they don't want to invest into your relationship. And then to be honest, it's kind of just what happens is you're, you're, you've, you've, you've got something that you work towards. This is your life. This is what you're passionate about. And this is the type of person you want to be. And then that's going to attract similar types of people. And then people that don't like that or aren't aligned with that, they're just going to slowly fade away. And that's just life. And I think it's it just sucks when they're like, they've been there from the beginning. That's mm. the hard part is because you have so many memories and you have so much history that you're just like, man. And and then you just look back on those times. You're like, man, those were so like such good times. And I really miss those relationships. And I really miss that. But um, when, yeah, when you're, when you're successful and when things happen and, and they go your way, not all of your friends are going to be able to handle that. Mm. And I think that's kind of a hard lesson that anyone realizes and like we have to learn that the hard way and we have hey guys if you're enjoying this podcast please do me a quick favor and leave a review it's the only way this little podcast can grow and help more people on their journey of self-development thank you so much and let's get back to the show we have no hard feelings to people in the past despite like whatever they've said about us or continue to say about us at the end of the day it's just like hey that's our that's okay we're we're, we don't hold any kind of negativity in our hearts we Mm. just keep kind of pushing on and then surrounding ourselves with people that are about the vision and about our Mm. mission and and putting our energy there instead of trying to you shouldn't have to feel like you're like dragging anybody okay or like pulling people like you don't want that kind of weight you just if they don't want it's like okay i'm gonna it sucks and i'm just gonna have to let let go and 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 let you do your own thing and 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 maybe one day down the road we get to reconnect and that'd be great Mm. that'd be awesome but for this season in our life we need the energy needs to go towards not just where we want to go but the people that want to go there with With you yeah they're the ones that deserve the energy they're the ones that deserve our time um not the people that are kind of trying to keep you back where they are Mm. right so would you say that there's relationships that you know at one point that surprised you maybe in a time of like success or failure as like, you know, of course it was tough times in the business that, you know, people that you thought at one point maybe were your friends that kind of turned out to only be there for a specific season, like we're saying, or is it just, you know, as you moved on, you guys just had different interests. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think it was when we had hard times. I don't think that was was more success. Yeah. I think success. How so? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, Jealousy's a biatch. I don't know. Like yeah. it's, yeah. it's, and it, it's hard in the moment to see it as jealousy or a negative trait because they're your friends. Mm. And for me, it was like, did I do something wrong? In the way they're acting towards yeah. you, yeah. Wow. And or, or even or just lack of, or? yeah, lack of support. Maybe so. Maybe it's not even how they're. It's not maybe it's like what they're doing, but what they're not doing mm. as well. It's just just being like, oh, this is weird. Like, why aren't you happy? You know, like why aren't you happy mm. that we opened a studio? Like, why aren't you happy that we won first place at this dance competition? Mm-hmm. That's like, it, start, it started way before, not even with the studio, but like you just, you experience it with your dance teams when you're at competitions and then you you start to notice who doesn't clap for you. Mm. I think that's something that I learned on pretty early on is like, 
Um, and this is back. It's so shallow, but it's way back in like the Facebook, <laughs> Instagram post days where like, yeah, you post like first place at a, at a dance competition and then you would like check to see like who commented or who <laughs> liked. And then you like, you think about your clo- close people friends. that you think are close friends and then you look and then you're like, oh, that's odd. They didn't like it. Or maybe they missed it. And then you mm. post another thing and then you're like, oh, that's odd. And then you see them in person and then like they don't say anything and you're just like, because yeah, you're just like, oh. That's that's odd. I thought you would have been happy for us. Yeah. And then that's where it starts to be like, oh, okay, they don't... They, and then you see, like, who are your, like, cheerleaders? Who are your friends that, like, are happy for your success? And then who are those people that they just don't clap when you win? Mm. And those are the ones that you got to be really careful about. Is I remember... I forgot who told me that. But they just said, be careful. Yeah, watch out for the people that don't clap when you win. Because those are the ones that... They're not going to be happy for you. And they're not going to want to support you. And they're not going to want to... Um, be there for you in your success and then and then like Carmen exactly like she said you think you did something wrong Mm. did I say something did I step on a toe here like what's what did I do wrong when at the end of the day it's just they aren't they aren't able themselves to bring themselves to a space where they can be proud and happy for you while also happy for their own success and where Mm. they're at so I think and then that obviously just translating the business and and now, yeah, like like we said, the people, our team, the people that are around us, like, oh man, it's it's so fulfilling to like have people that are cheering for you and that are so genuine, stoked when you win, and then and then you get to experience that win, not just us, but we get to experience it with other people, mm. and they feel like it's their win too. Oh wow! There's yeah, there's just so much. Is there like one of you guys that's better at reading? You know, maybe a new person's energy. In regards, like, I know, like, with my girlfriend, I love everyone. I'm just so excited to meet people, and I'm such a people person. And so so is my girlfriend, but she's very good at reading energy. She'll Mm -hmm. be like, maybe be careful here. I'll be like, no, it's fine, it's fine. Something will happen in the future, and she'll be like, Told, told you so <laughs> is there is there maybe one of you guys that's good at that or? i'd say carmen's probably better at that really? than me yeah. i was gonna say you because you're more like yeah discernment yeah but you're you just i'm just thinking of that one situation where you remember when you said that person don't i don't like how that person talks to you in la <laughs> <laughs> And at the time, I was like, it's not a big deal. Like, I don't see why. Okay, like, well, to be fair, she was, like, so flirty. That's, uh, okay. And, okay, that doesn't really happen often. I joke that I can be toxic, but I'm really not. No, you're funny. the farthest thing from toxic. It's just funny because I see it all over TikTok. But this was before <laughs> TikTok. And, yeah. No, it was just, it was, a, it was a situation where I was, I literally, my eyes were closed. I was just like, I, I don't see, I don't know. Like, I have no idea what you see in this. And then she was just like, hey, I'm just letting you know, like, not in a net bad way. She just said, like, I don't really, I don't really like how that person's like talking to you. Mm. And then that I was just at the time I was like, OK, I trust you. Like, I'm not going to not going to say anything. And then, yeah, later down the road, found out like, wow, that was a definite bullet that was dodged. There. Wow. Like There was definite things that could have gone wrong. So that's where I think she's I think we just trust each other. I think mm. we both. Yeah that discernment goes on 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 either end is this something that you guys learn along the way in the sense of like let's say in that example you know you're talking to this person and you see nothing and in that moment you know you took the decision to trust your wife as you should but you know was there maybe a moment before where you were like no no like it's fine it's fine it's fine kind of ignoring it and sure enough you know like maybe it's like trusting each other in that regard you know letting the other person see something that you don't in that moment 
Dude, I think that's like especially important as us as guys. I think that's mm. something that we aren't aware of. Like just overgeneralizing. But like <laughs> we're just not great at seeing. Just oblivious. Yeah, like yeah. We're, we're just – we just don't pick up on a lot of things at times. And um, whereas like Carmen, she's – yeah, she can pick up on things. Even just like emotional stuff like, hey, I think you should reach out to this person. Or like, hey, did you connect with this person? Or hey, did you – did you see this person? I noticed that they were feeling a little, and then I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I was looking at her lighting and I was trying to figure <laughs> out how could it be better. Um, Studio owner brain. Totally. Music. So yeah, I definitely think um, if more men listen to women, I think the world would be <laughs> a better place. Um, but yeah, just that mutual trust and yeah. mutual respect and understanding is so important. Yeah. Or just being aware, like we're in a certain position, so like i think because for us like we were saying we're so willing to invest or we're like anyone who wants their time or wants to help we're like oh of course we'll give it right back to you and then we're burned like mm. as soon as they turn around we're like oh okay so we're just learning as we go to be like okay is this you know like something we really want to put our time into um or just setting like clear boundaries like okay if we're going to invest into you this is why we're doing it mm. um yeah, and just being, like, more transparent or more upfront, whereas before you're, like, anybody who wants okay. any of our time, like, we'll give it to you because we care. Mm -hmm. That's our heart. So, yeah. Nice. I forget what the question was, but... <laughs> no, that was amazing. You definitely learn along the way, right? Yes. But um, is there um, a purchase that you guys have made that's $100 or less that somebody at home can make that would maybe benefit them, whether it be a book whether it be a course, whether it be, mm. is there anything in that regards that you've invested in yourself that can maybe help somebody? $100 or less. <laughs> like business-wise, like business, like dancer or like business or... You can do both up to you, whatever comes to mind. Hmm. Hmm. That's hard because, yeah, $100 or, yeah. Hmm. Brene Brown books really help me. Brene Brown? Yeah. Like both professionally and personally, mm. I would say. Oh, which one was it? I think it's called Gifts of Imperfection. That was one that, yeah, I really liked. Um, it, yeah, just about like yeah, how to live authentically, and like just really become more self-aware or help me become more self-aware. And then Dare to Lead, as like, yeah, how to lead your team also <laughs> authentically. That's a good one. Um, Radical Candor. That was another Radical good one. Radical Candor. Yeah. It's a great book. Also, um, Brittany Brown. Um, Kim Scott. Kim Scott. Yeah. Very cool. I think like all the classics, like Atomic Habits, Seven yeah. Effective, or Seven ha Habit. Habits. Um, those ones are good ones. Um, right. Oh, John Mark Comer. That was a really good one. That was on um, Rest. What was it called? Um, Why We Sleep. No, but that's probably a really good one too. Um, oh. Something about time, stealing time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Sorry. Nice. No, but those are all great examples already. I think it's just you learn so much through. I always looked at it. I only started reading like much later. I hated reading at school, but as soon as I realized like you can learn somebody's entire life story or like all the lessons that they learn in their lives mm -hmm. in like 300 pages mm -hmm. and like you know atomic habits is one of my favorite books just because 
you it's just things that you would never learned or like you would have learned so much later in your life that you can learn so fast or mm. such a limited amount of time you know so i think those were great so I'd, i've never i haven't checked out some of those so i will definitely check out some of those if we think of some more we'll send some yeah for sure in our brain right yeah. <laughs> no 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 problem and i i do think though it is important <clears throat> right i think in this time what i'm noticing is back in the day you had to like um you had to have like peer-reviewed research in order to publish a book on business or publish a book on marketing or on self-development like being a published author i think was a lot more difficult um or a lot more gatekeepy which Mm. is for sure it's good that we're moving in a direction where you don't need to have that in order to get your information out there but at the same time what that causes is it can cause misinformation as well to be published Mm. or um or like schemey type of information to be published. And so I always just like forewarn people of anyone that like tells you like in 10 days or less, I can tell you this <laughs> or um, just to like, I, and I, so I think the point would just be like, just be well-versed, like mm-hmm. well-versed in your reading in the sense of like get, getting, um, reading from a lot of different sources, okay. and a lot of different authors across a number of different fields, like not just business, not just, but like looking at like the psychology space, the philosophy space, religion space, the health space. Um, and I think that will, and, and you're just, and this is what I think schools were trying to teach us back then, but like was critical thinking, mm. you know, like that was like a skill that they were trying to get us to do, yeah. but kind of failed at, <laughs> I would say, just with like all the, just how school is done these days, but that's another topic. So that's, it's for another time. Yeah, yeah, but I just think it's important whenever in the in in that space, just to mm-hmm. be aware and like take everything as a grain of salt. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, so you'll read something and just be like, okay, interesting. So that that was this author's point of view. Um, I'm not going to mm. take it as fact, but I'm going to take it as oh, I'm going to test this and and see if it holds up in like my experiences. Um, because I'm the type of guy I've done this so many times where I'll read something, whether it's a podcast or it's a book or it's, it's something my buddy told me. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, that this is for sure the truth. Um, and then I apply it and I'm just like, uh, this didn't really pan out the way I would see it. Mm. So I think just, um, really, yeah, just making sure that we continue to like think critically. Um, and because, now yeah it's just information is so much more readily available and like Mm -hmm. dude we saw that with everything that happened in 2020 Mm -hmm. and covid and all that stuff like yeah there's so much there was almost like too much information and it was hard to decipher through what Mm. was fact and what was like maybe motivated by other means um so yeah these are like our book recommendations and and books that we enjoy but again just like we don't like live by them Mm. yeah yeah we take like concepts i think that like we believe that like helped us in our in our journey but just at the end of the day being like okay but like you need to read it for don't just do it because we said so Mm -hmm. you know like um like you said like yeah you can learn people's life story and but sometimes there's aspects that you're like yeah but i just that's I, I like this part, but I really and dude, that happens on the daily. Like, mm. just that we're all flawed. Humans are flawed. Yeah. We're all broken. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. there there's like gold nuggets, but then there's also just like some trash yeah. as well. <laughs> and so I think just like the discernment yeah. to be nice. able to to navigate what's what you want to take and then what you don't yeah. want to, because everyone's gonna tell you, do this, do that, totally, do this. because that's what that's what sells. Yeah, and people wanna. They want to buy or they want to they want to read something from like you said someone who like is an expert in the field so yeah like yes but i really do think the best experts at the end they just have like a this is what worked for me test it mm. you know like 
hypothesis, test it in the real world, <laughs> see what happens. And uh, just super quickly, even just jumping back into like the just the dance realm, like um, teachers and choreographers that like come up to us now and say like, "How did you make it?" You the know, the world's so different now. How did how did yeah. yeah? How did you like what what would what should I do? Mm. Like what did you? And so the question is like, how did you market yourself? Or like mm. how did you blow up? And then understanding that they're asking because they want to apply that then so that they can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so that, and in that instance, it's just a straight up, yo, the world is so different now. Mm -hmm. What worked for us back then, it's another game. It's an, it's a whole nother world. So I can, we can give you like principles or we can give you things, thoughts or mm -hmm. like ideas. But at the end of the day, dude, I don't know how to blow up a TikTok <laughs> account. I don't know how to like, I don't know how to be a professional dance, how to get noticed by these people or this industry i mean back then i can i can pull kind of uh yeah resources or tips that worked for us back then but mm. it's because it's a whole nother world and technology changes it's just really important to keep that um mentality of like what worked then is not going to work now but maybe there's some principles i can pull out absolutely and everybody's so different right like going back to your concept of the books and the principles that you learn what might work for me might not work for you. Yeah. You know, my mor morning routine might look different than yours, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's... Do you guys have a morning routine? Yes. Yeah. Try. It's yeah. hard sometimes when... If we're gone. Traveling. Or, yeah. Coffee is always there. That's <laughs> the number one thing. Are you like, I meditate in the morning or you just coffee, get to work? Um, Coffee, solo time, praying time. Mm -hmm. and we do some like Devo time, some like writing in and writing in journal nice. um yeah what else works water drink some water mm -hmm. have a shower <laughs> read a little bit in the morning i think one thing that we're trying to do more of is not look at our phone first thing in the morning mm. um because we've just learned that like yeah sometimes when you look at your phone that affects the rest of your day okay mm. uh, and that's happened to us a couple times even if it's something as and people don't like the argument to be made there is like, oh, like if you're scrolling or you're looking on social media and your brain subconsciously, you're you're picking up on, oh, comparing yourself so early in the morning and that's where it's like the most, I like there is that argument. There's also the other argument to be made that like sometimes there's just news that you get on your phone that like you're not prepped. Or okay. Or, um, what's the word that I use? Um, you're not... Um, um, Condition. No, um, you're not um, primed. You're not primed. You're not primed. So you're 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 in this like vulnerable space, mm -hmm. and you're not you're not primed or you're not ready for like hard news. So if the first thing I look at at my phone is, hey, we have a leak, right? Uh, my brain's not primed, so. I'm just like, Panicking. oh my gosh, the world's going to end. Like, <laughs> Your days are ruined. We're done. And then that ruins the entire day. Whereas at least if you can like, just don't look at it. I know the, I know the, I know the, the tendency. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, Hey, just to make sure that everything's okay. But even if you can just wake up and for like five to 10 minutes, prime your brain and say like, okay, no matter what happens, no matter yeah. what's on my phone, today's going to be a good day. Mm. I can make it a good day. I am not my work. I mm. am not my results. I am not my productivity. I am not my business. Like I am whole, like I'm a human. I am loved. I'm super blessed. I've got an amazing wife next to me. Life is okay. Life is going to be good. We have all these things to look forward to. This is what the future is going to go. Okay. Now that my like brain is primed, I can be met with 
hey, studio <laughs> this happened. And then it's like, okay, well, at least it's not the end of the world. Mm. But if you wake up and the first thing you see is that and you're you're not primed or you're not ready to tackle that head on, dude, it just ruins your day. Yeah. And then I need to, I need to sleep. I need a reset. I need, <laughs> I need to take a nap and then that resets my brain. And then you're good to go. And then I'm good to go. But I would, yeah, I would just say trying not to look at your phone in the morning is, is a big thing. Um, but, and yeah, I hear about like, there's people that they wake up at 5 a.m. and they make their bed. There's and so many different things. Drink yeah. this shake and they do that. <laughs> and I'd, hey, if that's you, whatever works for you. I respect it, for you. but yeah, just whatever, whatever works for you. There's again, there's principles. Mm. What are the principles? The principles of waking up at 5 a.m. and making your bed and, and drinking water and, and doing these things. What If you can get to the root, which I, I think we kind of talked about, which is just priming yourself. If you can prime yourself in the morning, however you do that, you're ready to tackle the day. Mm. Some people, that's waking up at 5 and going for a run. Someday that's, or for some people, it's wait, literally waking up in the morning, still groggy with sleep in their <laughs> eyes and just like rolling out of bed, grabbing coffee. And then just telling themselves today's going to be okay. Okay. And then they can jump into it. Yeah, everybody's different and everybody's unique in that way. Totally. I love it. So sick. Well, listen, I'm going to wrap this up because I don't want to take too much of your guys' time. I really appreciate you, appreciate you guys being here. Is there anywhere that, you know, everybody can reach you guys, like Studio North TV? Do you guys have anything coming up that you'd like to share? Any kind of events or anything? Yeah, where, they, where can they find us? Well, at the Studio North for Vancouver, mm-hmm. and then on Instagram at the Studio North TO for Toronto. Website Studio North the Studio North Online platform the Studio North TV. <laughs> um, we're on Instagram. I'm at, at Scott number four S Y T H. I'm Car at Carmen number four S Y T H. And yeah, as for what we kind of have coming up, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, I'll put everything in the show notes so everybody can find you. And uh, that's it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for your time. I appreciate you. It was amazing.